passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. All right, let's talk about Kendall Bryles, Tommy. What do you do in this situation with KJ coming back from? Can we just say that he had a concussion? Is that a can we? Can well, I? They say talked that? about pro. I mean, I think that's fair. Yes, we can say that because because they've talked about protocol and hey, Sam was talking next on the schedule would get banged around in practice. Of course, he doesn't get hit. I'm I'm just using Sam Pittman's words of when you talk about things like the protocol and the process and the steps you got to go through to return to the field. There's only one kind of injury where you go through that. That would be a concussion when you're put into concussion protocols. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say that is exactly okay. what's happened. Tom asked him last week, is KJ in concussion protocol? And coach said, I'm not going to, I didn't say that. Now, he's not privy to saying that, right? Because HIPAA, like he's not supposed to reveal well, that information. I don't think it, 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 everybody hides behind HIPAA. Again, they go back to, you know, it's like COVID or the word inflation. We just hide, you know, that's the word we use for everything to, to why we can't do something. But yes, legally, that's, that's probably it. But as a quarterback or someone who is a NFL prospect, you don't want that, that C word, that concussion words, that, that, that's, that's bad. All you right. don't want that on your, your, your resume. So on that note, if you're Kendall Bryles and you're Sam Pittman, do you have the full use of your offense on Saturday, or are you a little? Are you withholding a little bit with KJ running the football? If there's no really, apprehension. Uh, there's no think, second thoughts. There's nothing that would lead you to I, believe well, I, that he's not going to be. F- we can't crawl into the mind of Kendall Bryles. We can't crawl into the mind of KJ Jefferson. But I can't imagine they're going in with an active game plan that says, "Well, we're going to be tentative. You can't play this game tentative." You know, you can't you can't be the kind of quarterback KJ Jefferson is, where he is a run first quarterback. He is basically a guy in the Wildcat that runs the RPO and and then he occasionally throws. He's he's far more running back than quarterback, as we know the, in this game. So I don't think you can plan some kind of tentative uh, 
caution-riddled, safe game plan with him. It just doesn't work. Now, can he do some things to get down? Or maybe you know, he's not a sliding guy exactly. He'll give himself up, but he's not a guy that slides into a first down. Um, so I think there's uh, some things that, that he could do, maybe as he's headed out of bounds or uh, some, some things he could do to keep his head in a safer spot. I, is there going to be anything in the back of KJ's head thinking about that? Head injuries are different than knee injuries and some of the under, injuries you suffer as a football player. Is KJ a little tentative on the field on Saturday? Is he a little I, fidgety I, when he gets hit? Is he a little, Does he go down quicker? Does he? That's what I was just talking about. So I just spent 30 seconds on it. Maybe he does some things in his game, but I don't think you can go in and game plan that. That would have to be buried in the subconscious. I don't think you can can sit in a meeting room this week and say, all right, here, here are the precautions we're going to take in our play calling. We're not going to call this set of plays because it might put KJ at risk. Now, this was a, a knee problem and your mobility was in question. We're talking about a different deal. All right, we're not going to put the quarterback on the run, but his arm is so valuable, we're going to put him in the pocket. But the mobility to get off, take off and run for a first down, we're not going to call those type of plays where it's, it's just a called run for the quarterback. I just don't think you can plan around, um, you know, having him. Uh, what, what kind of play would you not call? What would you What would you avoid this I don't offense? Know. That's a good question. I mean, and I, I, and half I, the offense with him in there is a, is read option, and he may run it half the and, time and on those. That's what I was going to say. Is he more apt to just hand the ball off, even if the read shows that the DN crashes down, or if the linebacker goes outside, if it's a stretch play, and he's less likely to take it on his own? That's just something I think is at least in the minds of some of our fans this week, is what KJ looks like on Saturday. 877-377-6963. Danny, what do you think this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, hope you enjoy your trip, Tommy. Uh, I've been to all five national parks in Utah. and uh, I'll Which one's what, the best? That, which, one do I, which, which one's a can't miss? Well, Zion's pretty awesome, but uh, it's that's, pretty crowded. Yeah, it, it, now, uh, Arches thinking. and uh, uh, Cap, uh, Canyonland. Canyonlands, yeah. They're all, they're all really nice, uh, but the, the, the air out there is so clear and uh, smog-free. It's unbelievable. Mm. And you're right. You can drive, I, We drove 120 miles. Without seeing a gas station, <laughs> a exit, I thought yeah. I was on the surface of the moon. <laughs> That's literally. What a buddy of mine told me he's been out there a few days. He yeah, said, if you, leave, "If you leave Provo, you better be fueled up." They're going nothing. down to Zion. I mean, nothing but dirt. It's like being on the moon. But uh, well, here's my anyway. plan. I, I'm going to go down to Arches and Canyonland tomorrow. Maybe Friday I go to Zion that way. But my thought is, if I don't get to Zion, I probably won't. That's only like two and a half hours from Vegas. I'll be in Vegas before I'll be in Salt Lake City yeah, again. Yeah, Zion's so, pretty sweet, but yeah. it's very crowded. People from California. But at, oh, that's well, another reason not to go. <laughs> at Provo, uh, you're you're less than five thousand feet, but you're still twenty percent less oxygen. And the point I was getting at with these hogs, we got to get off the field. We're getting tired. We're staying. Our defense is staying out there too much, and that's the whole key of the game. We got to get off on third down. And uh, if we can do that, guys, I think we'll be in good shape. Uh, have a good day. Go Hawks. All right, Thanks, Danny. Danny. Yeah, we got a question earlier asking about this one. comes from Jack and Greenwood. If We'll see more blitzes. The third down, I'm going to pull up their third down 
rate real quick, but it hasn't been good. There's been times, so you think about the, what was it, second and 30 against Texas A&M. I think Alabama had a long word too. Max Johnson had a couple big third down throws and their inability to get off the field at points where it looks like, all right, defense made a stop. You can't do it. It's kind of like an offensive rebound in basketball. You have to complete the possession. You don't just have two good possession or two good downs. It has to be three in order to get the defense off the field. Some cases, four. They just hadn't completed those this year. The thing I like in the stat sheet is BYU gives up 175 yards a game on the ground. Oh, they're horrible. So, I mean... I, I just look at that and thinking, well, I mean, that's what I'd be licking my chops over if I'm Kendall Bryles and Sam Pittman. Boys, I'd be walking to the O-line meeting, O-line group. Boys, this is your week right here. We're going we're gonna to put a tape together for you this week, and we're just going to pound and pound because we know the defense at Arkansas is challenged with, with personnel issues right now. Keep them on the sideline. I mean, I know it's easy to say you can't, you can't just plan out a 13-play, 75-yard drive. It just doesn't quite work always the way you have it scoped out but that's exactly what this team needs is some of those five six minute drives that take 75 yards and 13 plays and eat up the clock but demoralize your opponent I mean you just pound them for 12 13 plays 10 11 12 plays and you do that three or four times you know that's the ideal situation in the first half they'll quit you know they'll quit and that's exactly what you want is to just pound them Possession after possession. I think you can run the ball on these guys, and I think that's where you, you got to win this football game. You can't run the ball on the Cougars. You're going to be in trouble the rest of the way. This is the game before the bye week. Coach Pittman has talked about how important getting to the bye week is because of the injuries that they've gone to or they've gotten and suffered to this point. We know about their problems, their issues in the secondary. That's definitely one. Now we're talking about Arkansas's morning running game. What about BYU's running game? Here's what he said. This is, again, Jason Shepard, who Chuck Barrett had on the latest Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast. Here's what he said about the Cougars' running game. The running game has not been there on a consistent basis. It looked really, really good against South Florida in week one and then really has struggled to find some sort of consistency pretty much every other week. They, they did much better against Notre Dame this past Saturday in Vegas, but that's an area where they, the coaching staff trying to find some sort of consistency on the ground. They haven't been great there, and you hope it stays that way because we saw Mike Leach, Mississippi State, who typically, as we know, is not a great running team. They're better this year than they typically have been in Starkville, Lubbock, or Pullman. But we saw what Arkansas had no answers when State ran all over you and passed all over you. If the running game's going good for BYU, it's going to be a long Saturday afternoon in Provo. Yeah, you look at rushing offense, uh, BYU's averaging 153 yards a game. Arkansas's rushing defense is giving up 148 yards a game. So it's about even right there. So... Um, Arkansas, I'll be interested to see how they line up, and they're not going to play BYU in the same manner, I wouldn't think, as they, as they played Mississippi State. I think they'll put more guys in the defensive box. Arkansas just more or less yielded some of them early yards. And, you know, we heard Sam Pittman talk a week ago about telling Barry Oden to be patient with your plan, patient with your plan. I think they got patient, much like they'd done in the past, about making those adjustments. And by the time they realized – Hey, this isn't gonna work. You're you're down twenty one to nothing. Then it became twenty one to three, and and but they still made no adjustments after that. And it makes me believe they didn't adjust because they don't have the answers. They don't. They don't. Not that they don't know. They just don't have the personnel it's, to do what they need to do. That's the correct way to state it. It's not that they don't have the answers. They don't have the 
personnel. They can't answer the question because they don't have the goods to do it with. Tom and Fayetteville, you've got uh, some thoughts on this Utah trip. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, uh, channeling my inner Derek Ruskin and not talking about sports on a sports talk (laughs) radio show. But um, your trip out to Utah, man, if you go to Moab, Uh uh, Arches National Park is the highlight Mm -hmm. for sure. Go hike out to Delicate Arch. Make the hike. Uh, It's a great hike, beautiful, iconic arch. Um, When you go to Canyonlands National Park, there's a little state park that was at the, oh, in the intro of one of the Mission Impossible movies. I can't remember which one it was. um, Called Dead Horse Point State Park. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go up there, sit on the edge of one of those 500, 800-foot cliffs with a beer in your hand and watch the sun go down. It's an experience you won't forget. Um, so we go out there about every year, and that, that all those parks are just stunning. Yeah. I mean, have you been to Sedona, Arizona? I have, and I thought it was overrated. Sedona? Sedona, Arizona rem- reminded me of Eureka Springs in the desert. Um <laughs> I, Tom, everything you said until that point, I agree with. So that, that's what made me want to really go on this Utah trip is we went to Sedona, and it, I thought it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been on earth just hey, at, at, Tom, that drive. what's the problem with Eureka Springs, man? But No, there's nothing wrong with Eureka Springs. It's just Sedona, uh, if, if you want the raw beauty of Utah, and we've been all over Utah, mm-hmm. all five of them, been to all five, been to – uh, the Grand Staircase Escalante and Bears Ears and all that stuff. We paddled to Colorado below the Lake Powell yeah. Dam. We've done all that wow. stuff. Uh, Moab is just the raw beauty of Utah. Yep. That's and, where I'm going to And Moab. it'll blow Sedona. It'll blow Sedona away. I, I, that's that's what that's entire. I, I'm glad you said that because that that sets the bar on what I because I thought Sedona was most one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen, Tom. And I'm looking forward to that. And that's exactly the part of the state I was told you can't miss is Moab, Sea Arches, Canyonlands, that part of the state. Tom, thanks for the the call. I think we're going to see more Arkansas fans than you maybe expect in Provo. I wish I could have done what a caller or two ago. They're, you know, taking the drive out there. Michael and Harrison. Yeah, Michael's, you know, making a, a, a guy's trip. You know, my... My son's not at that age yet. He's he's got football practice and he's got things going on that can't be missed this week. Uh, it's kind of a weird trip for me. I mean, it's a business trip, but I'm you know I'm gonna take a day or day and a half to do some things. But I'm going by myself on this trip, which is good in some ways because I can do exactly what I want. But uh, you know, don't, don't get to share the experience. Let me so. give you some fatherly advice that your son will appreciate <laughs> later on in life. When I was a ninth grader, I started on our basketball team. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, my father and my stepmom, who I love very much, decided and were adamant that I had to go on our family trip to Chicago. Lost my starting position, never gained it back. Do not, I don't care how fun you think the family trip is going to be. I don't care how many things you have planned. If your son is playing a sport that he is starting or competitively playing in, do not pull him out of that if the coach says... But- his starting spot is not guaranteed when he comes back. But what if, I will, what if we're going to see the world's largest ball of yarn? 
I don't care what it is. Do not do or that. Or the biggest wheel of cheese. I love my dad, but I still give him a hard time about that because yeah. it's, I, all, it's I, all your dad's fault. You didn't get a college scholarship. No, to play it's basketball. not the college scholarship, but it's just the frustration of I'd have been I all state if it hadn't been for you, Dad. Four or five games, <laughs> and then just never got back into rhythm because we. I just I was, my coach said if you leave, you're not getting you, you don't have your starting job when you come back. And I I pleaded, I begged to high heavens. Don't make me go to this trip. Instead, I found myself wanting to jump into the shark tank of the Chicago Aquarium instead of actually playing basketball so, like I wanted to do. Missed two games so that you, week. So you missed the, the games, you lost your spot, but your performance and practice and the playing time you got couldn't earn it back? Lost confidence, lost rhythm. Bad. Sounds like a don't, you problem. Don't do that, parents. If your kid is playing a competitive sport or something... If it's outside of sports or whatever, and they having a chance to lose that job because they're just going on a, a hanky, a hunky-dory family yeah. trip, it's not worth it. Well, Let them stay with a friend or something. Sounds like I should have taken Tom with me on the trip because he knows all the places to go. And Seve uh, hated on your Sedona. He didn't hate on it. He just, I mean, it, Sedona is beautiful. Is it? Sedona is beautiful. I, I didn't really get the, the Eureka vibe when I was there. We only spent a day there. We didn't even spend the night there, but... That's what I have been told is if you think Sedona's beautiful, go to Utah. More beautiful. There's that vein kind of through that part of the country. If you just look at the map that has that, you know, the Grand Canyon to Sedona up to Utah, just kind of along that 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 part of the uh, the edge of the Rockies that, uh, in the, the southern part down in Utah, that's just got some just beautiful natural features. So I know you don't appreciate that at your age. And you're wondering, is there a bar at the bottom of the canyon? There is not. But... <laughs> But at some point in life, you will uh, you'll stop to smell the roses. So, and I'm looking forward to I wish there was a hot tub at the edge of one of these canyons. That'd be nice. And it should be a hot spring spa from Burton Pools and Spas. Maybe I'll take all these great photos, and uh, then I can put them up on some kind of poster or video screen or something, set them near my hot spring spa. Anyway, that's a, that'd be a relaxing way to, to really enjoy that scenic beauty. If you've always wanted a hot spring spa, Burton's has them right now, and they're on sale. It's the warehouse sale going on at Burton Pools and Spas, up to $4,900 off, and payments as low as $80 a month with your approved credit. So don't miss the biggest hot tub sale of the year. It's going on now at Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale and in Fort Smith, and always online at burtonpools.com. I unfortunately have some bad breaking news for you this morning. The red-white game on Sunday is no longer going to be streamed got that announcement yesterday and it's not not good news i know now my plan it's not not good news? not good news okay. my plan was to watch there. the buffalo bills take on the kansas city chiefs and have that game that game's at 325 had the red white game which honestly might end by the time that game starts but to stack them up and have red zone on just kind of next to it now i'm debating what i need to do on sunday because of the situation. Are you going to go from Tulsa to Fayetteville? I, my flight doesn't land a 145. So, so you won't even make it at that point. I couldn't even possibly get there. So I'm bummed about it because I was hoping to go back and watch it on replay, you know, because those those are on the SEC network in demand. I wish they would at least do that, okay? So you, you said there's some kind of campus power outage scheduled? That's the part of this that didn't make sense when reading it is, well, if it's a campus-wide power outage... How are they going to have electric in Barnhill Arena? But uh, 
Maybe they have a generator. Maybe they got. Maybe it's not fully campus wide. I don't know, but I guess it affects the part of the university's infrastructure that where all that fiber because all this comes into a studio at Bud Walton Arena, and that's the hub. For, I mean, whether it's at the baseball park, softball, football stadium, it all goes into that control room there. So you'd, you'd have thought that had been better planned out or they could delay the whatever power outage they got to have. But I get it. There's only there's certain kinds of maintenance in a place like the University of Arkansas that can only be done kind of on an off day. And Sunday's really the only off day you have. No football on campus. I don't know what other a athletic lot of events. events are going on i assume there's no um classes i don't imagine there's hardly any sunday classes probably none but you know all the students i'm sure in study hall that's the other thing you're going to interrupt all these study these study sessions i'm sure that's all the students do on sundays study right what's get ready for midterms october i was going to say are midterms about the (laughs) i'm sneaking up i was being sorry i was attempting to be sarcastic sneaking up no sundays are usually for hangover recovery day is what a lot of <laughs> students on the U of A campus. Now, some are actually good students. They're going to church. They're eating with their families. They're doing various yes. physical activities. But a lot of the the nimrods that roam the halls at the University of Arkansas are waking up from drunken binge drinking the night before. And maybe they'll have something to celebrate. I mean, they're not in Sunday when, school bright and early? Nope. There was not a... There There were some good stewards of their time on Sundays and others that were not. And there was I, you. So. And there was me. I was good at times and, and bad at others. It just varied on the occasion and the weekend. But yeah, maybe they'll have something to celebrate as of Saturday afternoon when BYU and Arkansas, when that game concludes. I guess it's going to be... So you'll, you'll so, probably get done watching about five. So... Um, your time. So what, what, what you have is a situation where if you want to see this basketball team, you're going to have to go in person. You want to see yep. them on Sunday. So red-white game. I think what's the bigger draw, going to Barnhill or seeing the team? I know there's some 50-50 there a little bit, but there's still some nostalgia about getting to see a game in that old building, particularly a youngin' like you that you know never never saw. And, I, and listen, I'm 46, and I saw very few games for a couple of reasons. Um, tickets were very hard to come by in the, yep. in the, in the 80s, and – you just couldn't hardly squeeze in the building. It's always full no matter who they played. Remember the first game I got to see in there, they played Bethune-Cookman, you know? Bethune-Cookman. And it snowed like a foot during the game. Went in, no no snow on the ground. Came out of the game, it was like a foot of snow, it seemed like, on the ground. Took forever on old 71 to get can back home. Can you tell me where Bethune-Cookman is? What do you give me if I can? I bet you the fact that you just label it like that, that means you know where it is. I'm not going to give Wouldn't you anything. Wouldn't be anywhere near uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. That would, would be it. I'm yeah. glad I did not don't, don't suggest something. So, uh, yeah, Cookman. Today, drove by the uh, International Speed there way, Speedway one day, going from Orlando over there, and there was Bethune Cookman. I said, "Well, I'll be." So, I've never been to Daytona Beach. I think that was more your age groups. I'm only spring been there break once. trip. No, we didn't go to you know, Destin. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe to receive your rewards that's b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts first western bank we are more than just a bank 
we are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So some of you asked about the atmosphere inside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, how that's going to affect the team. Here is Jordan Dominic on that yesterday. Comparatively, they say it's about 3,000 more feet above the surface than we are right now. From what I'm hearing, it's not going to be too much of a difference in the air pressure and everything up there. Hydrate a little bit more, you know. Once we get there, you're going to have Friday and force the game on Saturday to, you know, get accustomed to the air, try and run out a little bit if you can, get a little runs in. But other than that, you know, we're just going to treat it like any other game. It's not too much we can really do about the atmosphere there so it's just like we're just gonna have to deal with it like we have to deal with anything else it's almost like he was listening you talked about it yesterday i mean it's, i think if, if the coaches make a big deal of it if everyone's talking about it and then it, be, it becomes a big deal it's you know listen I'm, I'm not out there running the football and and straining on my opponent but you know maybe they have some oxygen on the sideline that they wouldn't routinely have it is a three thousand foot difference we've talked about it. it's 4500 ish 4400 and some odd feet at provo it's 1,400, almost 1,500 feet in Fayetteville. So, you know, if you make a big deal of it, I think it becomes a big deal. These guys are in premier shape. So unless they have some kind of biological issue with elevation, and some guys do, but that's rare. Sickle cell. Yeah, unless you have those traits, you'll be just fine. Other news for you this morning, red-white game this Sunday. Can't watch it on SEC Network Plus. They announced that yesterday that – uh, they called it due to unforeseen circumstances. Cannot be streamed. Allegedly, is an internet outage on campus. It's fall break going on, so it's a good time for the U of A to do it. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to watch these guys play their first game, you got two exhibition games: Texas, and I don't remember the first one that they play at home. But this will be your first time to get these, see these guys in action in Barnhill Arena. So it's not a power outage, it's an internet outage, but all of this is run on fiber. That whole campus, as you can imagine, is is wired up. But when they did the SEC network, they wired all the athletic facilities up, control rooms out of Bud Walton, and you know whether it's a volleyball or gymnastics or softball or down at Bone Walker or football, everything's run out of that. And if you don't have the fiber, you know all that can be interconnected without the internet inner campus, but you got to get it from there to the network in, I guess, Charlotte. And that's, you know, got to have fiber to do that. Mm-hmm. So fall break, all of that, I guess, if you're trying to do some routine maintenance, Sunday during fall breaks, probably the time to, hey, we got to change out this uh, this doohickey over here that's got to be changed before the students get back. That's when you do it. Did y'all have fall break back in the day? Does that we sound did in high familiar? school. Um, I don't remember fall break. Maybe we did. I don't know. I've been out of college 20 years I'd rather years just now. have a longer Thanksgiving, take off Monday oh, and man. Tuesday rather than just Wednesday. And- My kids are, they got Friday. It's not fall break necessarily, but they have a um, teacher development day next Friday. So they got a long weekend. I love those days that we, they were kind of odd to us as kids, but, and teachers like it too, because it gives parents them a break. But yeah, it's just, <laughs> parents hate it. They, uh, they're not a fan. I only have the, what I'm gonna the do child my kids perspective. Today. Laura's going to have to, I guess, watch him another. Well, that's different. no problem for for her, but I mean, for for us, but he's, 
parents at work, I mean, what do you do? I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel for those that, you know, I got to be at work. I don't drop, have time. Drop off. them get... off at the craft house. That's no. what you do. They're <laughs> friends. Not with do that. The two young, the, the two young crafts. All right. Keeping it going here on your hog update. WWE has announced that campus rush, which is a multi-campus college athlete recruitment tour, which stops at division one universities in search of the next generation of superstars. I know SmackDown would be a big fan of this. November 9th, is when they're coming to Arkansas. And isn't Don Wagner, is it WWE or the other one? It's one of them. You're right. He's already kind of got Brett. some kind of NIL deal or working relationship with one of them. As an intern or something? Something. Some kind of working relationship there. I'm not not privy to all the details. I, I get those mixed up because I'm not invested yeah, we, in any hey, of them. We laugh at all that and poke fun. It's not our cup of tea. There's some dudes making some real money at that. So don't kid yourself the money that's involved and wrapped around it. I don't get it. It's not my deal. But, I hey, their TV ratings are pretty incredible. And Dana White's in charge of UFC, right? Yeah, well, that, the MMA, yes. Okay, yeah. MMA. He was in Fayetteville this past weekend we were talking about, and he, uh, he put out this video. He got a new pair of sneakers, and he decided it was a good idea to wear them this weekend and went to shots. Have you ever stepped foot into shots on Dixon Street? It's the one where you break the ice glasses after you're nope. done taking the shot. I've not done that. And his shoes, as he called it, were covered and sticky. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, word to the wise, if you have a new pair of sneaks or new pair of shoes, would not, would not recommend wearing those on Dixon Street for the first time. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any There's two special holidays today. National Gumbo Day, National Pulled Pork Day. Ooh. Between gumbo and jambalaya, what is the better Louisiana delicacy? Oh, it's gumbo, without question. I mean, gumbo could come in so... And not that jambalaya can't come in a variety of fashions, but um, gumbo is without question. Gumbo would... I think gumbo than etouffee would come ahead of jambalaya. But I'm not from there, but just going the, the order I would like. And I like me some good jambalaya, but good pot of gumbo. And it's about to get gumbo weather. Gumbo and chili weather. Etouffee would, of those three that you just listed would probably be my favorite. Well, Crawfish et- etouffee is just Over what, though? I mean, no one eats etouffee generally. I mean, you eat it over some rice, but generally... You know, you put etouffee over a chicken breast or over a piece of redfish or something, you know, that etouffee goes on top of, almost kind of like a gravy. Um, I just eat crawfish etouffee. If it's a big yeah. old, big old portion of it. If that's, I, I don't I mean, people, you can do that with rice, but I mean, it's become maybe a little more common that, you know, there, there's a uh, Landry's in downtown Fort Smith, one of my favorite places to go from time to time. They do a, uh, a steak and they put, the etouffee on the top The ribeye royale. They're right? the filet. They do the filet the same way. So, I mean, so, I mean, but I would put gumbo. If it's gumbo day, go find you, you know, go to Eat My Catfish mm-hmm. or somewhere and get you a bowl of gumbo. My, my dad loves Cajun food. And most too. people traveled in New Orleans for other things outside of food. My parents aren't really big drinkers and they... Just as my dad says, they eat their way through New Orleans every time they go down there. What other things would you go to New Orleans for besides food, Ty? Alcohol and 
sports and various other things. Well, as Chuck told you yesterday, there's there's a way to have fun in life without without getting very much drunk. very much so is I do it all the time. That's there what is this a lot show of good every- eating. A lot of good eating uh, goes on in New Orleans. A lot of good. It's one of I don't know how the best food sur- cities in America. Survive in Louisiana the way they eat and drink. Get acclimated to the cholesterol. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com. Promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Who are you most excited to watch on this Arkansas basketball team? 877-377-6963. Hit it first. I think the... Most common answer will be Nick Smith. I, I think a lot of people have seen him play high school basketball. I've seen him play several games uh, in his prep, uh, getting ready for this level. I want to see how he does. I, the, the practice we've we've seen and, and the times we've gotten to go in and watch their practice, he does not look like a freshman. And it's not physically that he doesn't look like a freshman. He doesn't he doesn't physically stand out. But his skills when he gets going, that's who I want to see, and particularly how he does in Hawaii how he does against Oklahoma. Some of these premier non-conference games will be great indicators of where this team's going to be, but particularly Nick Smith. I think I'm. I think a lot of people in our state will say that. I'm going to go with Nick Smith. I'll go with Ricky Council, the transfer in from Wichita State, sixth man of the year in that conference. This is going to be the guy that provides the highlight reels this year in addition to Nick and so many others. Walsh, Black, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that will find themselves on SportsCenter Top 10. I think Justin Smith and him, while not the same size and stature, they are going to have similarities. Ricky is going to make Nick a better player in practice, just watching what he's going to do defensively. He's the most athletic guy on the team, as Justin was two years ago. So I'm going with Ricky Council Jr., who, again, probably won't be the name that you hear the most of the favorite player, but he's my guy to watch this year. I think the interesting thing is who wins the minutes on the front line. There is a a pretty good chase for who's going to be the big men on this team. So I think that will be an interesting watch as the November and December portion of the schedules unfold. You got five front court guys. The the Mitchell twins, Jalen Graham, Kamani Johnson, and Trevin Brazil. Brazil's probably the best of the five and we'll have to see the others. If I had to guess, Brazil's probably going to get the most minutes of any of the five, but 
Kamani's not just going to shy away. And that's the thing I like about him. Kamani is a dude who is probably one of the most likable guys on the team. He's one of the more popular guys on campus. And people just thought, oh, they're bringing four front court players. Kamani's just going to kind of transfer, do whatever. He likes Arkansas. And from what I saw in Europe, Guy's not just going to be content with sitting on the bench. He's he's ready to play some ball this year. What will Devo Davis's role be? Must has already talked about it. He knows what it takes to go to back-to-back Elite Eights. He's going to be more in a leadership role. He saw what the different guys did. He saw what Jalen Tate was and Justin Smith were two years ago. He saw... Last year, what some of what JD Note and, and Jalen Williams were, and I know that him and Jalen are the same age, but he's going to have to assume that role this year. In addition to Kamani and Ricky, who are some of the older guys that I will think get pretty consistent minutes. Because the thing about being a leader is you have to play, and I, I say that that's that's tongue in cheek to some point because some guys are leaders just because they've been in the league or played college ball for quite some time. But most of the time, the respect is earned when you are playing significant minutes and Devontae is going to be one of those guys. College is different. We just saw what exactly what you're talking about play out with the St. Louis Cardinals here over the last, you know, few months and, and what Pujols and Molina and Wainwright, and they were contributors, but there was a lot of respect for what they had done in their careers. College doesn't afford you that because it's such a condensed, shortened time. But I'm with you. He's the voice that's got to be the steadying voice for these younger players. But I could certainly see him being a uh, coming off the bench as your sixth guy and really being that – that, that uh, change of pace kind of guy we talk about in football, that could be the role for Devo with this team. And just a reminder, if you haven't heard this just yet, the red-white game as of yesterday was announced will not be streamed anymore on SEC Networks. So the only way that you can attend is if you go to Barnhill Arena. Gates open at 1. There's free parking in certain areas outside of it. But again, if you want to go to Barnhill Arena and watch these guys, that's the only way you can do it unless you just want to watch Hyler. Maybe Pinto will I think he's already going to stream <laughs> well, it. He's already announced. Josh has already announced that he's going to stream it for those that, that want to watch it on so. social media. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Haber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. So Chuck's not here with us this morning, but I know he'd want to talk a little baseball, including Houston Astros walking it off last night. In to try to close it on a Tuesday. Alvarez launches deep right field, and this one is gone! The Astros beat the Seattle Mariners 8-7. to Philadelphia Phillies, they're riding high after defeating the St. Louis Cardinals. They've been against Atlanta 7-6. to New York Yankees, thanks to Mike Rizzo, or excuse me, not Mike Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, they go 4-1 over the Cleveland Guardians and then Los Angeles Dodgers to defeat, defeat their fellow Californian San Diego Padres 5-3. to So there were the four games in action yesterday at you and I didn't watch a second well, of it. Well, I need to get better about that. I was getting ready for this trip uh, to Utah today. At, uh, uh, but uh, this is getting to the point. I think that, that you know, with the playoffs expanded the way they are. You know, if you're in one of these cities, you're a big fan. If your team's in, if the Cardinals were in, we'd have probably made it appointment TV. Uh, but you know, you start getting into the the last four teams. Who's going to win the pennant for that league? A lot more people be dialed in. I, I just think that the game times and, and what happens with me. 
I can't watch a one o'clock baseball game on a weekday. I mean, there's just no way I might can keep up with my phone. I was when the Cardinals played what last Friday at one. It's just that's difficult to get the fringe guy under the tent. Um, and then you feel like you've missed part of it. So then the rest of the games may become a little less priority. Uh, but you know, once they settle into prime time and it's more of evening viewing, I think that that becomes easier, at least for me and my schedule. Now they're all on ESPN radio. Do they shift to TBS again? How do they on television wise? Are they on TBS? Are we going to hear from Ernie Johnson and some of the other it's, guys? It's split, and then you'll have some okay. games with Fox. And I'll tell you one thing: with the World Series, that'll be different. It's no Joe, no Joe Buck. Buck. No they Joe Buck on it. Burkhardt on it. I uh, I couldn't tell you. I'd be guessing. I'd have to I'd have to go back and double check. But that's going to be different. That was one of the things Joe was asked when he departed for ESPN. It's going to be weird not calling the World Series. And he's done twenty some yeah, odd World Series. And that's, and that's what he pointed to his. Reasoning. It's time for someone else to get to do that. I mean, you think about there's only one person that can be the television play-by-play, you know, focus of the World Series. And when one person does it for some 20-odd, there's other good broadcasters out there. Joe Buck's great, but there's other ones that can handle it. They should get a chance to do this now. So, I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of, I've heard him make that comment that, hey, it's it maybe someone else someone else's chance to have a turn at it. So is it time for Nance to let someone else do the final four, the masters? Perhaps. So he gets let's He see. won't he won't relinquish the masters. They'll pry his dead cold hands out of the booth from the masters at at, he's, at uh, the 18th. He's got 18th. He's got the 325 game on CBS. He's got the final four and other great March Madness names. Is there a better job in broadcasting than what Jim well, Nance Tarico had a similar uh, annual resume of events he got to do, and he did some big golf events too. It just depends on what you value. And I think you value the Final Four probably above all else. Mm-hmm. So that would be top on your list. I would value being able to do the Masters. Nance gets to do both. You know, he gets to do the Super Bowl every three or four years, whatever the rotation is. So I don't know of anyone that's got a better assignment list than, than Jim Nance. It's hard to beat. Hard to beat, but yeah, that's the uh, that's kind of the baseball rundown for what we had. Are now the games? Do they play? Do they play today or is it tomorrow? Again, this is not from a baseball guy at all. Well, but I got this. Uh, I got this machine over here that if I uh, turn it on here and I type in ESPN.com, it will tell Phillies me exactly and Braves that. play today at three thirty-five, and yep. the Padres and Dodgers play today at seven thirty-seven. So there's not those. 12 and 1 o'clock games today that you were talking about, right. which you had yesterday when you had four games stacked up. But that's the same. Hey, and on the plane, of course, I won't be flying at that time. But, you know, on the plane, you can watch some of this stuff. But they, uh, you know, live TV on there. So, yeah, it, it'll be fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting these things maybe a little further down the road and uh, getting a little more dialed in on it. To, to, uh, if the Cardinals were in it, I'd probably be more dialed in at this point. Joseph and Cove with an interesting text. He says, Tommy, the morning show ends at 9. Everyone knows that when you, that's when you're done with work. Plenty of time to watch <laughs> yeah. midday yeah. sports. If only that was the case, that Joseph, was only both true. of us. Yeah, we both left here at, we were the last two in the building yesterday after 5 p.m. So, I mean, some days they're, they're like that. So Just go, how do you go? All right, let's jump the back. The good thing is the show ends at 8 a.m. in Provo the next couple that of is. days. So, I'll have a little more time to do some things. Yeah, because in San Francisco, it was 4.30, what was it five four to seven? So the yep. show was done at seven. I've in the done morning. the show from Vegas before. Yeah, four yeah, to seven. That's uh, 
Those like, three o'clock wake up calls were, uh, you know, the people in the in the room next to you just love it when you're doing a radio show in your hotel two, room uh, at four in the morning, two thirty, and the sun wasn't even fully risen yet when I was completed the show. But that that San Francisco trip was quite quite fun. See that you were you were speaking to the aesthetics and stuff like that, and I know there's parts of San Francisco that aren't pretty, but that was a trip and. Those NCAA tournament trips, I think, are something that I'm going to want to do the rest of my life, even post sports radio. Yeah, I should have went on that one. Too. There's just something about. I regret those. not going on that trip. I told you, I felt, I felt as of about Tuesday or Wednesday, I thought they were going to win that game against Gonzaga. And must you give him a week to prepare four or five days? It's yeah. something. All right, so heading out to Utah. K.J. Jefferson, by all accounts, going to be back. The defense, though, still depleted in the secondary. I think you've got to go out there and run the football to win. I mean, you look at BYU stats. They give up 175 yards. Arkansas always has to run the ball. You said it earlier best when you reverse it. If you can't run the ball, you're in real trouble. I think Arkansas has got to keep it low to the ground, got to go on some of these long drives, use your offense as your defense, keep K.J. and that offense on the field with Rocket and those running backs, and let that secondary take fewer looks from from BYU's offense. Let's just call a spade a spade. They haven't been good in throwing the ball this year. The only time we've really seen it is against the lessest, the worst defense opponent all year, and that's Missouri State. That was the only time they had a prolific passing game. They had to kind of they were forced in that situation where they were down. But if Arkansas can't run the football, they're going to lose. That's just they've been. Coach Pittman said last week they've been too one dimensional. They miss Burks. That's your head coach talk. That's they miss Burks. And you can say, well, why are we still talking about Burks? Why are we still bringing up a guy that's not here? Yes. Because it's evident that this football team, and listen, I was at the picket fence last year, or leading up to this season, ticked off why K.J. Jefferson was not on everyone's second or third All-SEC team. He's not playing like an All-SEC quarterback this year. Throwing the football. Running? Yes. Throwing? No. And that's not just on him. He hasn't gotten great pass protection this year. Coaches talked about that. Wide receivers haven't just exploded. There's no guy that said, you know what, this is going to be my year where I'm going to make it where KJ has to throw me the football in any given situation. They have not, as a football team offensively passing, been to what many thought they could have been and taken that next jump. That's one of the big reasons this offense, again, is not as diverse as maybe a lot of people anticipated in the fall. Yeah, I, I get tired of the Burks conversation. I think it's it's just a soft way of looking at it because what team doesn't miss a first-round NFL draft choice off your team? I mean, when someone's that good, you're always going to miss him. Whatever position they play, whatever part of the team, mm-hmm. you know, they fulfill. Arkansas missed Froholt. You know, Arkansas missed uh, other guys that, that were great players. In fact, I'd say where Arkansas is at, anyone that gets drafted is a player you're going to miss the following year. The question should be why, who and and why have they not yet established a premier wide receiver? Who should that be? That's what Arkansas is missing. It's not Traylon Burks. Yeah, you're always going to miss a player of that caliber. What you're missing with this offense is a premier wide receiver. Ty, who's the premier wide receiver on this team? I mean, the only way you can identify a leader is with a stat sheet right now. There's not a go-to, hey, here's the guy, here's the man at wideout. That's the problem with the team right now. And maybe that's because of the passing game, Maybe or, you know, not just the receiving game, but maybe that starts with your quarterback. But there's the issue 
Who's the premier wide receiver? KJ's missed throws. Offensive line hasn't protected in certain situations. I'll give Jaden Hazelwood credit. He's playing with that AC joint sprain. That's something I asked him about. I'm sitting on the sidelines watching Jaden just go limp with his shoulder. I'm like, and something that he was kind of dealing with in the in the spring in the off season, and something he's still dealing with. So I'll give him credit because he's gunning out like a lot of players are. Matt Landers has disappeared the last couple games. Keetron Jackson stepped up, not as much this past game, but the previous two. Bryce, why can't Bryce Stevens had a great catch, but it hasn't been. He hasn't played a lot of minutes thus far this season. So as Tommy just asked the question, I don't have an answer. None of y'all do. None of because there hasn't been that one. We expected that, but maybe not to this degree. And, and listen, KJ is also again the word blame. I think can be too harsh at times, but I think he would tell you that. He's missed some throws this year that he needs to make in the second half of the season if they're going to have a better stretch than they did in these last three games. Hey, you know, one thing that's important, whether you're going on a trip like I am to Utah or you just got a big meeting at work or you just want to look great for the weekend, you got to have a great-looking haircut. And if you don't have a if you don't have a great place to go that can really take care of your looks and take care of, of what you need to get it done, try V's Barbershop. We've been there uh, I got my last haircut there. You did as well. They, they do it all. And this is a thing we like about V's is it's kind of a step back in time. Old time service. Real barber chairs. Not not that that cheap stuff that you see at a lot of these, these chain barber shops. They've got locations all over the area. I'm going to tell you about them. But it's a full service barber shop when you go to V's. And uh, their stylists are personable. Uh, they, give you, uh, they give you a great experience. Not just haircuts, but they can do... Um, Straight razor shaves, which that's old-timey barbershop stuff right there. They do deluxe beard trims. So, you know, the beard game's important anymore as well. They got the standard beard trim. They even do a deluxe beard trim with the clippers, and they line it up with a, with a straight razor. And they got the hot lather, whether it's getting the back of your neck tie or whether it's getting, uh, getting that face nice and clean and getting all the, you know, down to the to below the stubble. They can do all of that for you at V's Barbershop. I mentioned the locations. They're in Bentonville on Southwest 14th, just off 71 Business. They're also in the uh, Pleasant Grove Crossing uh, Shopping Center there in the uh, at 4, 4307 South Pleasant Crossings Boulevard. You go past the Walmart, you get off there at the Pleasant Grove exit, you turn right at the light, and it's back there, I mean, just, just a few doors down. You'll see V's right there. They're also in Little Rock with two locations, one on Cantrell, one on Chanel as well. So if you want a great-looking haircut, you want to look your absolute best, whether it's for an event, big meeting, or you just want to feel good for the weekend, stop by V's Barbershop, a full-service barbershop with four locations here in Arkansas. Hudson Clark mentioned yesterday it's going to be good to have K.J. Jefferson back. Here were his thoughts. You can see when people come back from that injury, head injury, they're probably a little hesitant. And he's gotten back in there. He's making the throws. He's running the ball. And so I think it's going to be a big help and key for us this week. I think at times Malik played admirably for this football team in Starkville. But I do think, as we've talked about, that game's closer if K.J. Jefferson's in some of those goal line situations. And maybe the lot, certain drives last longer. Don't know how the game would have shaken out. Still think Arkansas probably would have lost. But I think it might have been a little closer than what it ended up being, 23, 27-point game. Yeah, 43-17. So I think Arkansas wins the game. And, and the reason is I don't think they get 40 uh, because I think Arkansas would have kept the ball more and they would have limited some of the drives of Mississippi State. I think you could win the game with K.J. Jefferson in there because 
your offense would just be on on track in some of those time consuming drives. But you know, I, I think Malik Hornsby did what you're supposed to do, and that's keep the offense on track. The problem was he he moved the ball. They had what 500 yards, 240 ish passing, 240 ish uh, uh, running as well. They were just not very good in the red zone. They got to the goal line twice, failed to score, and. You know, in the end, you'd, you'd have a much different feeling about what happened last weekend if you'd have put 14 more points on the board. It really made you sick to not have your starting quarterback in there and lose, you know, 40 to 34 if you just, you know, add some points of 40 to 31 if you had some points. But ultimately, that's where the, the, the failure came in the offense is two goal line stands where you didn't get the ball in the end zone. And they've got to execute red zone. I read off the stat yesterday. They are outside. I think it's the the top 80 or 90 in red zone conversions. You've got to be more consistent inside of there, especially not just settling for field goals. I think we have confidence in Cam Little kicking a 30, 35-yarder or whatever it may be. But you want to be able to punch it in. And with a... 240-pound court, 235, whatever KJ weighs, and the offensive line, which is supposed to, supposed to be the bell cow of your football team, you should be able to convert on third and twos and, and second and ones and these fourth and ones, which they have at times this season. Those need to be executed, and you need to punch in for seven because we go back to the defense. Defense ain't going to stop many people. You have to score touchdowns. That needs to be the back in everyone's mind you can't settle for field goals when the defense is as depleted as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those are the things that uh, that will make the difference, and you're exactly right. you, you got to get that ball in there. And I think if you know KJ had the fumble, we know against A&M, we've talked about that plenty. But, hey, the, the missed pass on third down this last week was just a wasted down. And then Arkansas brings DeBinion in to run his first carry of the, of the, of the ball game. Those are opportunities that cannot be missed. And i got to believe – if KJ's in that moment, you score. And, and, you, and you change the complexion of the game at that point because I think it would have been 24, 27, 17, 24, 17, whatever it had been at that moment. You start tightening the collar a little bit on state and who knows what would have happened at that point. We talked about in the 6 o'clock hour what the offense is going to look like with KJ Jefferson being back. And I don't know. I don't know if Bryles is going to hold the reins back a little bit. I don't know if KJ's going to be – 100% and not in terms of his health but if he's going to be typical KJ Jefferson that we've seen the last couple of years or if he's going to be a little tentative if he's going to be a little apprehensive head injuries are a weird deal man some of y'all have had concussions some of you hadn't it's sometimes messier I remember I just the first thing I needed was to get hit once I got hit I was fine now they're not really going to rough up KJ in practice this week but I think he just needs that first initial hit against the Cougars on Saturday, and he'll be fine. Something to keep an eye on, though, when it comes to this football game. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. 
And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. Our buddy Joey over at Fish City was texting me. Catfish atchafalaya is what we're thinking of, where it's like the catfish covered in the crawfish etouffee. I that's couldn't my brother. say that, so I just didn't do it. That's my brother's favorite food on planet Earth. The catfish. Any, the catfish atchafalaya. He said anytime that he's at a restaurant, he sees that. Doesn't matter what else is on the menu, he will order that every stinking time. Joey brings that stuff in here, and it's so good on Fridays. I make my pl- plan to be here on Fridays when they bring it. They're red, they're, uh, beans and rice are good. Their gumbo was... Did uh, you get any of the shrimp queso last week? No. No, I didn't have any of that. So. And they had a shrimp and lobster grilled cheese, too. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Fish City's good stuff as well. So, speaking of that, I mean, it's, so it's National Gumbo Day. So everybody have some gumbo. National today. Gumbo Day. I expect a pot to be brought in by you at some point in time because you've talked about you're getting better at it. I want to. I want to see that in action at some point. Would you even know where to begin with gumbo? If I said, hey, Ty, you got to go make a pot well, of gumbo. You said something about the roux being the, the You know what a roux is? What's the, the brothy type stuff? Kind of. Not really. It's the grease and the flour you got to mix together. Some kind of oil, butter, flour. And then you The roux is the key. to. The, I mean, if you don't have a good roux, you don't have good gumbo. Period. But I've <sighs> made maybe 10 pots of gumbo in my life. I'm liking okra more and more. Okra, yes or no in gumbo. That should be our morning rush daily question. There's okra, yes or no. In Give gumbo. us some text on Is that. It fried? No, 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 no. You just put just put okra in the gumbo. Nah, leave that out. No, you got to have some gumbo. You got to have some okra in the gumbo. I'm uh, I'm pretty good on that. Hey, our friends at Sassy's are ready for you. We're talking about game days and patio weather and. How nice it is. I, they probably don't have any gumbo for you at Sassy's, but Sassy's has got a great patio at both locations. The one on College, uh, the newer location, it's, I don't know, it's been there five or more years now on Steamboat, just off the Weddington exit. Uh, stop in and see uh, their crew. Great brisket. We like the honey sriracha wings. So if you're going, been there, never been there before, you're listening from some part of the state outside of Northwest Arkansas where we're at, try the honey sriracha wings at least for an appetizer. Brisket's great there. We like the, uh, or I do. I shouldn't speak for you. I like the sweet potato tots as one of the sides. You can speak for me. I'll I'll, I'll be lumped. I know in that a lot category. of people throw out the seasoned waffle fries, and listen, they're very good. And there is a long list of sides. But if you don't get the uh, the sweet potato tots, you're just you're really missing out on a treat. It's all at Sassy's, the original Red House on North College, the new location that's been there for five years on Steamboat Drive. <laughs> Just off the wedding today. I don't know why I said that. I've never said that before, but it is the newer location. It's been there for five plus years, though. I'm going to get sucked into food uh-huh. if I'm not too careful. All right. It's not gumbo without okra, says Mark and Prayer. I, I made probably the first eight or nine pots of my life with no okra in it. 
Now I have started putting some frozen okra in it, and I think I don't think I can turn back now. I think it's the uh, the only way to go. So I don't know. I've, I've got to find some new gumbo recipes, Ty. I've tried it and kind of done it, tried to perfect the same way. Now I need to branch out a little bit more. I think seafood gumbo is my next uh, I think my next that'd be adventure. pretty good. I can't remember the last time Sterling and Center Ridge has called in without a football, basketball, or baseball question, yeah. but apparently gumbo has sparked something new for him this morning. Go ahead, Sterling. Well, I'm going to get to that after the gumbo. Uh, <laughs> the, the, okra, okra or no okra, Sterling? we got to get to the bottom of it right now. Okra is kind of like a, a girl that here we go. She's decent looking. She's not gorgeous, but she's not ugly. So, you know, the old saying goes, you're not going to kick her out of bed. I'm not going to throw the gumbo out if you got okra in it. Yeah. Not a bit. I, but I'm fine with okra. If you if you like Ty and you're going you're gonna to be the one making it and you don't want it, that's fine too. Yeah, that's more for but, me. I don't have to have it, but, but I, you know, you I think it enhances it. beans in your chili? Was it really chili without oh, no, beans? I don't want no. I don't want no beans. In my I'm chili, good without yeah. kidney beans or whatever they're called in my chili. I can chili. go both. I'm, I'm kind of like that. I, can, you know, if you got a pot of chili with no beans in it, I'm still going to eat some of it. I oh, go yeah. other way. Oh, I, yeah. I, or if you have a pot of beans that's loaded with, or a pot of uh, chili with beans, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gumbo. I mean, you get a good pot of gumbo, you can't beat it. You can't beat, it, especially on a cold rainy day. Oh good. man, boy, you know. Oh, get some of that grandma cornbread, boy. You better watch out. Or some day-old rice. You really need about day-old rice for gumbo. Is that right? Yeah. A little good sticky, oh, yes, a little yes, dried sir. out, a little uh, sticky. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I, thought, I thought old Tommy was old high food. You old country boy. You no, old country he's, boy. Yeah, he's making You're all right. Sit around and just work <laughs> on making a roux and, you know, just uh, that's one thing I have not perfected is a roux for gravy, for bre- like breakfast gravy. My dad can make the best <laughs> white gravy, sausage gravy. There, there's a there is an art to making that stuff, Sterling. My my mamma in, in Hattieville, Arkansas. I've not had better sausage gravy than what she makes. It's fantastic. So what uh what football question do you have for us this morning, Sterling? Uh, on, on the punting situation, is there is is everybody good with that finally now? I mean, <laughs> I mean what what what, the, what, 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 what if Fletcher <laughs> rolls out there this yeah. this week and they, and he gets another try? What are you gonna say then? I don't think that'll happen. Pimmon got asked about it earlier this week, Sterling, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something to the extent of does a good job, he'll stay out there, something of that nature. Because mm-hmm. what happened is Fletcher, he again, he's a true freshman. He's coming over from Australia. He's probably living in Arkansas is new to him. And he basically shanks the first one. Reed comes out there, Reed Bauer, and bombs the next one for yeah. in the back of his own end zone. For about 53 yards. So, I mean, they what? have not been, neither have been consistent in their time at Arkansas, but I would expect Reed Bauer to get the start in Provo. Uh, yeah, I think I need, need to give him a few more chances. I'm not down on the freshman. I mean, he's just a freshman. So, I mean, I'm not throwing him, I ain't throwing him out with the bath water or nothing like that. I mean, I'm I'm all right with him. I just think that we need to, you know, let's just, 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 just try something different. I mean, you know, I mean, he may be in a slump, you know, just a, Maybe this way he needs to sit down. You know, people do it all the time. You know, people getting shooting slumps, hitting slumps. You know, he might be destined in a little slump, but I just think it's, it's, it's just time to try, try out something new. Here's a stat for – here's three stats for you this morning. Arkansas ranks outside the top 120 in punt average, kickoff return coverage, and punt return coverage. They've got to clean that up. If you want to have a chance in these last six games, you can't allow opponents to start from the 35 and – 
and closer to your end of the end zone. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Scott Fountain and company, they've got to figure that out, whether it's switching up Bauer, whether it's whoever their gunners are. I mean, that's atrocious to be outside the top 120 in every single one of those categories through six games. And just think how close we've been with, with these terrible stats and all the stuff that we got going on. And we've still been in the neighborhood. And let me just clean those things up. I think this team got a chance to turn this thing well, I don't think it turns all the way around or nothing, but I mean, you got a chance to get, win some games and still get to that eight, that eight wins, nine wins total. Just clean some things up, and I think it's possible. And Tommy, you're a future Hall of Famer, my friend. <laughs> Love the show. Thank you. I don't know about that, but I appreciate uh, appreciate the accolade. All right, what do you think Arkansas's best offensive category is, or best best team? Let me just, oh, it's best run, team category. It's running the football. It's running they, the football. They were inside the top ten in Power Five. My guess is after last game, they still went for whatever two hundred yards against State. Yeah, I'd say they're probably in the top fifteen or twenty in running the, the football. The number eleven. So I, I wanted to bring up the good before I said, what do you think the worst? I'm scanning the list here. We're, we're nationally. I'm talking about national okay. ranking. What are they worst in? It's probably punt return coverage at like 128 or something. What I'm seeing here, you mentioned the net punting. They're at 125, last in the league. They are 127th nationally in pass defense. Unless What's I'm that? missing I, one scanning the list. They were at one. What, 31? <laughs> so, they're getting better. But uh, there's too many categories when I'm looking at the FBS rankings that have triple digits. Way too many with triple digits. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be, right now they're exactly in not how it's played out. 12, 12. I wanted to. There's at least 14 categories, if I've counted it correctly. They're outside of the top 10 in the SEC. Yeah. You, you yeah. had them at nine and three. I had them at eight and four. I had them losing three straight games. I had them at what? You had them at nine and three. I had I them did? in. Mm-hmm, you had one more above me than I did. I did. Yeah, okay. I had them in eight and four. Unless you changed your thing, like a, you, we were talking about this a week before the season. I had them losing these three games. Now, not in the form of fashion that they did, but that I had them losing two Texas A and M, two Alabama, and two Mississippi well, State. Now, I had them winning this BYU game. If they lose this game this weekend, I don't see how they get to a bowl game. A bowl game. You don't think they win three more? You lose four straight heading into a bye week okay. where everyone's talking, everyone's ticked off, including that team. Okay, I don't see, with their remaining schedule, I think they beat Missouri. I think they beat Liberty. I don't think they're going to beat Ole Miss based on the way they've been playing right now. And that LSU game, I guess, is a toss-up at that point. Hold on. What, what am I missing? Liberty, Missouri, that's five. And Auburn. The f- and Auburn. Yeah. They'll get to they won't get to seven. That's incorrect. I need to make sure the math <laughs> okay, on that. So now right. we're backing up. I, was, I, I think they can get to six to a bowl. I mean, I, I can't see them going. You know, they'd have to obviously win three of the last five if, if they lose this week. I mean, it's where the math's at to get there because you're gonna be three and four. So you're passing you know, Auburn, even, Liberty, Missouri are games obviously you'd circle first. So. Is your passing defense gonna get better? Is Miles Slusher whenever he comes back from that calf? And we'll see about Jaden Johnson and Kari Johnson. Are they going to be that much better passing? Well, I don't know how much better they can get statistically, but yes, you're going to have some kind of marginal improvement when you put better personnel in the field. You'd like to think, well, just coach up what you have. I don't think it's as simple as you just coach them up over the course of two or three practices. I think you can improve what you have, but your question is, is there going to be dramatic improvement? 
I think you'll see cases where you'll think it is because of who you're playing. And then you'll turn around and play Ole Miss, and you'll say, my God, what happened? You you played three of the best four quarterbacks that you'll play all regular season already. I say that. As of this weekend, you'll play three of the best four quarterbacks. Bryce Young, who unfortunately got injured. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers, who might be the second or third best quarterback of the SEC, and this Jaron Hall kid at BYU. Dart's probably third or fourth, depending on what Hall does this weekend. What is it? So, Brewer, is it Brewer that, at Liberty? Charlie, Charlie Brewer's Brewer? the kid from Baylor and Utah that is allegedly going to be back for that Arkansas game. Yippee. But he's inconsistent. That being said, I think most people consensus-wise thought these three games were the toughest stretch that you were going to play all season long, playing a and in Arlington, hosting Bama, going to Starkville. Not to say that the back end of the schedule, the remaining five games after the bye, are going to be easy, but it lightens up a little bit. We'll see what happens to Brian Harson at Auburn. LSU is in flux. I don't we know, know what, what's going to happen to Brian Harson. But it's just the, a matter of when. That by the time yeah. if it plays Arkansas or not, we'll yeah. see what happens with LSU. They're up, they're down. They got smacked around at home by Tennessee, who we think is a pretty good football team. Ole Miss, are they for real? They still haven't played anyone. They don't play. They, I think they play. Is it Vanderbilt this? No, they host Auburn this weekend. Vandy next weekend. So even by next weekend, we still don't know about Ole Miss, really. In reality, one game against Kentucky does not justify what they've done to this point. We'll see what they are against Mississippi State and Alabama uh, and some yeah, of the. That trip to LSU is going to be a measuring stick. Uh, you can say what you want. LSU is still a. They're they're a good football team. Not a great football a, team. They're not a great football team. They're a good football team. I don't even know. I, I don't think. Don't put too much. I mean, they got smoked by Tennessee last week, but we think Tennessee's on the verge of greatness, right? I think LSU is yes, we'll still find, a good football we'll team. Find, we'll find out this weekend. I'm just saying a trip to Baton Rouge, That good chance that will be a night week, game. Week 10? Ole Miss, LSU? No, it's uh, 22nd. It's next weekend. Ole Miss and LSU, October 22 in Baton Rouge. That's gonna, I'm just saying, you go to Baton Rouge and win, I've got a lot more belief in Ole Miss. I played Vandy this weekend. I forgot that. I switched that. Vandy, Auburn, then LSU. I mean, yeah. I agree with you. The measuring stick's not quite there for the next two games on how great Ole Miss is. Are they really a top 10 team? A top 10 team's got to go to Baton Rouge and win whatever time of the day that game is. Set you up. For, That's what Tennessee did. That's what Ole Miss will have to do. Set you up for Alabama at some point in time when you play the Christian I don't know what time. to think of A&M. They go to College Station the following week. Uh, I can't tell you what yeah. that's going to be right now. So, yeah, I think that... I would say if Ole Miss can win those next two, which they should, if they can go to to Baton Rouge and win, I, I'm gonna believe they're a top, they're truly a top ten team. Coaches don't like to use cliches that must win games, must win opponent, must win. This is a must win game this weekend. You cannot afford to lose. Doesn't matter if it's on the road. Doesn't matter if it's a quality independent school. Your quarterback's back. You can't afford to lose this game this weekend. You okay. don't want to set it into again. The bye week, which I know everyone wants to get to just because of injuries, you cannot afford to lose this game this weekend. Well, I mean, you can't, what, what games can you afford to lose? And I, I hear what you're saying, but must lose or what? what what's going to happen if they do lose? They lose four straight games, okay. even if then they're heading what? to a bye? Yeah. You don't think that at that point the season could spiral out of control? I mean, sure it could. I don't think it will. I mean, Why? Could it? 
What gives you if they Why would lose, you overreact? I mean, I understand it's four in a row, but I mean, I don't think that the steady hand of Sam Pittman's going to overreact and throw in the towel and what are you going to do? Throw a fit the I'm floor not, the, the he, team meeting room? He might, he might not do that. But it's the players that are again, but the coaches and players. If but Ty, they, there's reasons why this is happening. There's reasons why it's happening. You look at the the secondary and the personnel. You look at your quarterback not being there a week ago. There are re there isn't a fundamental foundation issue with with the leadership and the direction of this program from a coaching standpoint. They've got a personnel problem due to being decimated and, by injuries. And again, it, this is not blaming me. I'm telling you that the the personnel on the back end is not getting that much better. Jalen Catalan's not coming back. Agreed. Joe Fouché is not transferring. Greg Brooks is not transferring. We'll see what Jaden Johnson and Kari Johnson. We'll see how long it takes Miles Slusher. They are not getting that much dramatically better. That is still one of the weakest points of any posi- position group in the Southeastern Conference. So that being said, even though I just talked about the better quarterbacks, you probably play it as of this weekend, three of the four. Teams are going to carve you up the rest of the way. You're going to have to score pretty much 35 points from here on out to win football games. So if KJ has an off day like he had against A&M, like he had against Alabama, and your offense isn't clicking 100% on all cylinders... And you lose well, four straight going on the this yeah. idea that it's I'm not I'm not hey, well, we're not gonna shut the, the season down. No, but I'm not hitting the base. But there is a fundamental issue if they lose four straight games oh, on there's that. A, there's already fundamental, but I'm just saying the season's not the idea that they're gonna lose them all the rest of the way. No, that's not, not exactly what you said, but it's kinda like next door neighbor to that. I don't think that, you know, it's not throwing the towel time. It's not all this lost reevaluate every aspect of, of the program. Hey, does your business's website look like it was built, you know, at about the turn of the century or about the time Arkansas joined the SEC 30 years ago? If you need a lot of work on your website, who do you call? You probably had someone who's a brother of a friend. Hey, he can do it for you and it'll be cheap. What's it look like? It's either cheap or it's not done. It's incomplete. I talked to so many people that I hired a guy, paid him 800 bucks. He was going to do this website and Never saw him again. Never heard from him again. Can't get it done. He'll answer my calls, but doesn't get any work done. Matchstick Studios, they're professionals. This is what they do. You don't want the cheapest website because it's going to look cheap. You want someone that can do it affordably, meet your needs, and give you a great look online. And how about this? It's only $95 a month with Matchstick Studios. 479-755-3043. You heard me right. $95 a month with no upfront cost. 479-755-3043. Check out examples and features by going to modularorange.com, 755-3043, or modularorange.com. Jason Shepard joined Chuck on the latest edition of the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast and had an interesting way of describing his fan base. They had a, a fan that kind of goes around and does like a little travel blog, and they were pretty excited to come out here because they'd never been here. And with BYU joining the Big 12 next season, it was just a kind of a perfect match to have them come out. And in his write-up, and he did not mean this negatively, he meant this as a much of a compliment as you could do. He said, you know, everybody knows Ted Lasso. We'll imagine an entire fan base of Ted Lasso's. Apparently, apparently that is what... <laughs> Arkansas fans who are going to Provo this weekend and this week as you make your way over to Utah, you're going to run into a bunch of Ted Lasso. Some of you saying, who's Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso is the latest Apple TV show. It's a Clay Henry favorite. I haven't watched it in its entirety, but the episodes I have watched are fantastic. They're hilarious. Jason Sudeikis does a marvelous job 
as that character. So that character has been described as maybe the Houston nut of soccer. Would that be an accurate that's a, that's a homespun uh, example of what of what you would see if you watched that show? He's got a lot of Houston nut uh, Manor, traits. Mannerisms and yeah. traits, yes. So not, that's what their fan base is filled with. I wasn't around Coach Nutt. I've only seen highlight clips, videos, and we've had conversations with him Best on this show. But that is what Clay has kind of compared Ted Lasso to. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.